It's round six and here comes my tips. Laces out. Can you believe we're already here, uh, round six of the AFL season, and I'm here to preview and give you my tips for a big week of AFL football, starting with tomorrow night. And can you believe it, Carlton got another Friday night game against the Western Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. I really have no idea what the AFL are thinking, giving Carlton another Friday night game. Is that their third or fourth primetime game already this season? Didn't know that, based on last year's results, they were going to be absolutely woeful. And if you have a look at their team for tomorrow night, nothing is really going to be changing. If you have a look, Jed Lamb's out, Jared Garland, they've been both made uh, omitted. March Banks here, Matthew Kennedy's in. It's been a couple of changes here at the Doggies. I'm not going to spend too much on this time, uh, too much time on this game. The, the Doggies should absolutely smoke this. Mind you, they haven't been in the greatest form either. So um, I'm going for the Doggies to uh, smash Carlton. I don't care if it's by one point or 20 points. Carlton or Pooh, woeful, shouldn't even get another Friday night game. But unfortunately, with the way that the schedule is fixed, I'll probably have a couple more before the end of the season. So um, forget about Friday night. Go to the movies. Make love to your missus. Do something different, but don't watch this game. Let's move on to Sunday now. This is Saturday. Sorry, this is going to be an absolute belter down at uh, the, the artist's name, formerly known as Cadinia Park. Geelong versus the Swans. Hawkins is in. Gregson's in. Um, Menzel out. Thurlow out. Omitted. But the funny thing is, is that with the Swans, they have got a couple of massive outs. And that is Lance Franklin and Dan Hadebury. If you want to throw Dean Towers in there, you can as well. But based on their form from last week, they haven't been tracking all too well over this season as well. The Cats are purring along nicely. They should actually take it to the Swans, and I think they'll take it home as well too. Um, Selwood is playing. Dangerfield will be there. Their back line is holding up nicely, and they're at their home paddock. Um, Swans, they are going to be a little bit devastated from the loss last week to Adelaide. But unfortunately, with nobody, um, the chocolates will not be going their way. So I'm tipping this, uh, the Cats by a couple of goals down there at uh, Cadenia Park. Here's the smoky game for the weekend. Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne. And this one is at Etihad Stadium, happening on Saturday afternoon as well. Yeah, David Uniaki in. Um, Dom Berry, the Dom Barry, the old Melbourne guy, is back in for, I think, uh, his first main game. And Aiden Johnson. Hamish Hartlett, unfortunately, did his knee. And uh, if you know about Lindsay Thomas... You've got my feelings on him from uh, winning this week's or the Round 5 Great Pretender Award. Um, Sean Higgins is out with that concussion. Port aren't tracking that nicely either. I know they had a bump a lot of recruits come in at the start of this season, but I don't think they've actually made much of a di difference. Um, but you have a look at North. They're playing out of their skins at the moment. Um, had a great win against Hawthorne last week. They took it to the D's. Uh, the Demons a couple of weeks before, piling on the first four goals of the game, but unfortunately ran out of legs. This could be, uh, in my eyes, a bit of an upset this week. If, well, it would be an upset if you looked at it on paper. But the way North have been tracking, this is not exactly a game that they would feel that they're totally out of. Um, the two towers, uh, Crashy the Clown and um, Jared Waite down there in the forward line, they are two big targets, and they've been playing some awesome football, especially Jared Waite over the last few weeks. So I can definitely see North Melbourne taking this one out, and unfortunately, um, unless old Jackie Watts uh, does something this week, he's going to start to look like um, the move from Melbourne to Adelaide. Uh, Port Adelaide hasn't made much of a difference at all. All right, let's go over to Spotless Stadium um, for the Saturday afternoon game, GWS against the Brisbane Lions. 
Now, this is another one on paper that you'd look at and go, well, GWS should absolutely spank the Brisbane Lions. But once again, there's another couple of injuries. Dawson Simpson's been omitted, but Toby Green, they're pretty much number one, um, I would say probably the most important player for the, that team because when he's up and running, they're, they're very difficult to beat. He's out again injured. Um, Luke Hodge has been rested. Ryan Basnack, he's been omitted. Brisbane have been playing some really good football. They just went down to um, the Gold Coast last week in a very, very spirited effort. And unless GWS are playing to their full potential, there could be, would it be an upset? Certainly. Um, I just think there's so much potential there with the Brisbane Lions. The way that they've performed so far this year, um, Chris Fagan has got these guys that look like a rabble a couple of years ago. He's really straightened the ship up with these guys, and I'd be really, really impressed with them. Um, I think the GWS Giants will win this and should do it comfortably, but if they give the Lions a bit of a sniff, look, you never know what could happen. Football this year has been an absolute minefield when it comes to the tipping, but I will pick GWS just for the simple fact it is at home, um, but with, with probably no real confidence either. And there's the phone ringing. Oh, that was just my beautiful mother-in-law just uh, checking up to see how the family is. But um, yeah, I think GWS GWS will um, take this one out. Moving into, it looks like the last game for Saturday. It's actually a Saturday evening game, and it is Hawthorne versus St Kilda kicking off at seven and twenty-five down there at. Uh, it looks like it's in Tasmania. Burgoyne's in. Will Langford's in. Uh, James Warple, congratulations, first game coming in. James Sicily, he's a complete spud, isn't he? Tell you what, talking about a bloke who thinks he's a, you know, a heavyweight and a lightweight's body, he's a complete flog. Um, what, what he did on the weekend, if I was Alistair Clarkson, I'm amazed he's actually still walking. He, he would have almost uh, Ian Aiken, given him an Ian Aiken from the Battle of Britain after seeing that effort um, on the weekend. If you didn't see it, he stood on the back of uh, one of the North Melbourne opponent's leg while he was laying on the ground. It was an absolutely piss-weak effort. But what do you expect? He's actually probably a pretty much piss-weak bloke if you've had a look at him um, after his character after the last few weeks. But tell you what, the Saints, um, they were stiff last week. They played probably the best game of football um, for a long, long time against the GWS. They got out with their first points of the season. I think it was with a couple of... Um, actually, it wasn't their first points of the season. I'll take that back. But they came out with a draw. Fantastic. Great to see. Um, were they stiff? Yeah, but you should never get in that position anyway. If you're fighting back to win the game... Yeah, um, not too flash. But once again, um, Hunter Clark's out. Jimmy Webster's back in. For some reason, the Saints love playing the Hawks. Um, the Hawks are a bit of Katy Perry at the moment. They are hot and they're cold. Um, and if the Saints continue the, phone, the fine form from what they did last week, they are a massive chance to take this one out. So it is a bit of a tip of the coin. I'm, I'm only going with the Hawks because I can trust them a little bit more than the Saints. Um, they're a little bit like my team at the Melbourne at the moment, which is Melbourne, who you, you, you couldn't trust. There is a, they're crooked as a stick. Um, they're, they're just not too flash. I tell you, when you think you've got it in the pan, you haven't. When you think you're going to win, they come out and lose. So um, I'm definitely going with the Hawks. They've just got too much skill on the park. Um, they've just got too much experience on the park, park, and I think they will take that one out. All right, moving on. Actually, there is another uh, Saturday evening game. Probably doesn't mean much. The Adelaide Crows versus the Gold Coast Suns. Adelaide are going to be way too strong. They're back on their home deck. They're going for two in a row. They messed up the Swans last week playing the Suns. Mind you, similar to Chris Fagan with the uh, Lions, 
Stewie Jew has done a brilliant job with the Suns this year. He's, he's brought them back on track. He's turned them in from a laughing stock to a, a very capable unit. He's got a, a, a mountain of talent to work there. And if he can just keep them on the straight and narrow and just keep punching at it and keep working, working, keeping the structures and developing that group, I don't think it's going to happen this year. But I think all that talent, um, that cream will rise to the surface. But if you have a look, they've got a massive in this week, the Crows being Matt Crouch. Uh, they should do it quite easily over the Suns. Um, and look, I just, I'm really hoping that Tex Walker has another good game. I don't want him just to um, have that uh, once-off effort that he had last week and then go back into his shell from a forwards perspective. I know he has that presence around the ground, but I think that he just needs to um, show that a little bit more. Um, he's, a, he's a great talent. He's a, an awesome leader. Um, and I really want people to get back and start to remember how good of a forward he was. And I think last week was a massive first step for him getting there. So I think the Crows are going to take that one out. All right, um, hitting on to Sunday, we've got uh, the reverse of the Anzac Eve and Anzac Day games, Essendon versus Melbourne. If you have a look at the changes here, um, Melbourne have got six, seven changes or an extended bench at the moment. Uh, what has Essendon got? Essendon got two, four, six, eight, nine potential changes. Um, Myers is out, rested, Bell Chambers rested, Green, he's a redhead, I'd rest him, Michael Hartley omitted, uh, Josh Beckley doing his knee, unfortunately, Dean Kent, uh, twanged his hammy, Billy Stretch, yeah, he wasn't that flash last week, he was a bit of a deer in the headlights, um, yeah, he covered a fair bit of ground, but unfortunately, this isn't marathon running, it's AFL football, and it doesn't really matter how many kilometres you, uh, kilometres you run, um, if you can't get the pill or or have clean hands, you're just not going to keep your spot. So he can go back to the VFL down to Casey um, and do the hard yards and try and get back into it again. And I don't know if you heard, but Christian Petrarca got bitten by his, by his, one of his dogs before the Anzac Eve game um, and played with an infected finger, but he had to go in for some surgery today, um, being Thursday, um, and so he's out. So there's going to be a, a magnitude of changes here. It is an idiot, so it is going to be a fast deck. That saying, um, Melbourne, it's going to be strange with the extra, I don't know, 12, 15 hours rest. It might not sound like a lot, but when you've got one team who's got less than a four, almost a four-day turnaround, I think the Ds can take this. I do think that they've got a better squad. Unfortunately, Melbourne does have the um, the capability of playing opposition forwards into form. Um, so don't be surprised if Joe Danaher comes out and kicks a bag. But he has been playing on Oscar McDonald, who has been surprisingly good this year. Um, Jesse Hogan, I'd love to see him back uh, back in the 50 and playing as a, a, a major target, but it looks like the inclusion of Tom McDonald might come in. And if that occurs, Hogs can roam around the ground knowing that he has got that target down forward to aim at. And I'd definitely put in... I would definitely get back in uh, uh, Bailey Fritch. I'd definitely get me chatting in there. And I'd give Charlie Spargo a game, who I didn't actually know until before was... Um, Paul Spargo, who played for North Melbourne Sun and was on uh, the GWS Academy, and they were devastated when they couldn't get him. So Melbourne have got a live wire there. I do think the Ds will win. Um, it could be one of those topsy-turvy games, but I just think that the class around the ground for the Ds, plus that extra you know, half a day, more than half a day rest, will play on as the game rolls on. And just looking at it, I think the, the, the inclusions for Melbourne are a lot more solid than the Essendon ones. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Collingwood and Richmond, well, this is... Collingwood have finally found their straps. Bucks, after um, 37 years, has finally been able to look like he works a structure with this group. This is going to be on a 320 at the MCG. 
Uh, Katie Flost and Graham, uh, Ivan Soldo is in. Um, sounds like what uh, Jabba the Hutt said to Solo in Return of the Jedi. Jared Blair, uh, the stunt double from the Hobbit movies, is back in again. Chris Mayne, uh, the $2 million man who... <laughs> isn't he laughing all the way to the bank? And a couple of um, debutants, Sierra and Appleby, could be coming in. Travis Barco has been rested. I'm still amazed he's still getting a game. But uh, look, Richmond, they are the best team, as they would say, by the length of the Flemington straight right now. And they should beat, funny enough, in-form Collingwood. Um, Brody Grundy's been playing some outstanding form. They've got the targets down of the forward line of, of Reed and um, Mason Cox. Uh, small small guys at his feet, but once again, I just think that extra few hours uh, back on the MCG, Richmond love playing, and, and I know deep down they'll be going out wanting to um, smash Collingwood and, and pretty much put a dent in the momentum that they've got at the moment. So I'm picking the Tigers. And the last but not least at 4.40pm at uh, Optus Stadium is the Derby. Another one, Fremantle versus the West Coast Eagles. And I'll tell you what, I do sometimes wish we were back in the days of Dale Kickett when he would go out and punch the leading suitcases out of all the West Coast um, West Coast players. If you remember those days, it was awesome. This could be an absolutely fiery game. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, West Coast are in a, better, in a surprising position at the moment. I... I Personally, didn't think that they would be where they are on the ladder with their wins and losses. And I'll tell you what, for Russ, Russ Lyon must have um, swallowed his pride a little bit through the middle of last year and bringing bringing in a few of the younger guys, and it's made a massive difference to the group. If you have a look, they're a lot um, a lot faster around the ground. They've got a lot more uh, youthful presence. They're drafting um, and they're recruiting by uh, an ex-schoolmate of mine, Brad Lloyd, has been brilliant over the preseason. And Nat Fife. He is he is just amazing. He had an absolutely stunning game last week. And based on that, I really can't go past Fremantle. I know they've got the knick-knack factor in terms of the West Coast Eagles. But seriously, I think Fremantle, if, if they get over this week and over the next number of weeks continue that run, for a team that we didn't think would make the eight, they are definitely going to be pushing it. And I think that's the interesting thing about this year's season so far is that there's so many critical games this weekend because they're all bunched up at the moment from probably fourth position down to maybe 14th position. There are the teams that need the wins on, on weekends like this to get a bit of a buffer because we know what happened to Melbourne last year where they left their run too late and it cost them in the, uh, in the end. I think we will want to see... Teams that are winning one week and then losing the next starting to try and get a bit of a consistency. And so if I look at someone like Fremantle, I look at someone like Collingwood, uh, Melbourne, if they can get their season back on track because they've got some ripping games over the next couple of weeks like uh, Saints, uh, I think there's Gold Coast in there um, and Carlton over the next four weeks and not including Essendon. There's four potential wins. Um, Hawthorne, uh, maybe the Saints. North can keep their spots. Port Adelaide need to pull the digit out. But it's another exciting weekend of football here. So, like I said, my tips for round six are the Western Bulldogs. It will be Geelong. Bit of an upset coming up down here at Eddie Head Stadium. North being uh, going over Port Adelaide. GWS to beat Brisbane. Hawthorne to beat the Saints. Adelaide to beat Gold Coast. The D's to beat Essendon. And Richmond to beat Collingwood. And Frio to beat the Eagles. So there you go. There's my. Uh, there are my tips for this week's round six. My name is Christopher Pepper, and it's great to bring you uh, another episode of the Laces Out podcast. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll see you next week with my review of round six. 
and that is laces out.